We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is November 30th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke Sylvia, it is eight in a row. Eight play the songs in a row. Eight magic victories in a row. And your nipples are out. What's going on? It is it is 11 p.m., Jonathan. Eight in a row. The shirt is off again. Back by popular demand. And I, I listen, I'm not just saying your that. Your pressure right? works. It, someone was like, I saw something about you got to do it till the streak's over, whatever. So I think that's what we're going to do. All right, I think I'm we're going shirtless it. every episode until this streak ends. I made the decision about five minutes ago to do this. So hope you guys enjoy. And um, man, I talk about the freaking magic, man. I just people are. I could not. But everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Orlando Magic are so hot right now. Hottest so team hot. in the league. Same. Best the, the Suns lose. They tied the active win streak. We're at the top. All alone. The Raptors uh, get a win a night too late for us. Uh, we'll we'll yes, talk about the in-season tournament and sort of how everything went. If you haven't heard yet, the Magic have now been eliminated from the in-season tournament. Like I said, we'll talk about all of that later. But yeah, thanks to the Raptors, the the Suns' uh, win streak ends at seven, and the Magic uh, beat the Wizards as we're recording uh, Wednesday night uh, tonight. And the Magic now have the longest win streak in the entire NBA. And we're going to talk about the win streak. We're going to talk about all the national attention. We had a, a, a Magic player win a league-wide award this week. We now have a Twitter beef with an NBA champion, if, uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard. A lot has happened. Uh, since the last episode. So we're going to dive right into it here. Before we get into um, what we have planned for today's show, we do have just a couple of things to touch on. First of all, our next episode of The Six Fan Show is going to be filmed this Friday outside of Amway after we play the Wizards again. Make sure to find Ben after the game there. 
Our next watch party is coming up on December 15th when the Magic take on the Celtics again uh, at Castaway Sports Bar and Grill located at 504 North Alafaya Trail. That party is going to start around 7.30 and the game tips off at 8 o'clock. If you're listening to this on Thursday morning, the morning of the 30th, listen to me. Everybody underneath the sound of my voice here. Duvin, if you remember them from last year, Duvin is an Orlando-based apparel company. Uh, they had an incredible collaboration with the Orlando Magic last year where they had this awesome like fashion collection that they dropped. If you missed it last year, now is your chance. Today and Friday are going to be your chances. Thursday at 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock, they're going to be at the yard at Ivanhoe. Uh, launching like this this 2.0 I think is what they're calling it this collection they uh, were kind enough to to send you know us a, a few pieces here and it's all incredible I genuinely think as great as last year's drop was I think this drop might even be better so on Thursday that pop up at the yard at Ivanhoe and then on Friday uh, it'll be available in the team shop at Amway and in the team shop on Concourse 107 so make sure that you guys uh, check that out Luke Let's talk about the state of the Magic. So far this week, the Magic are 1-0 with a blowout win over Washington. They currently sit second in the Eastern Conference with a record of 13-5. Eight wins in a row, Luke. They finished the month of November 11-3. Right now, they are tied uh, in terms of record with Milwaukee. They're a half game up on Philadelphia and two games up on the New York Knicks. The Magic are currently 13th in the NBA in offensive rating with a rating of 113.9. They are still third in the NBA in defensive rating with a rating of 107.6. They are now fourth in net rating with a rating of 6.2. In terms of net rating, they've been the fourth best team in the NBA this year. And I think all things considered, you look at the record, you look at their schedule, look at the way they're playing right now, you can definitely make an argument that the Magic are a top four team in the league. Uh, looking at the injury report, Markel Fultz has now missed the last 10 games with left knee tendonitis. Uh, Jamal Mosley said earlier this week, they're really still just taking it day by day with Markel, uh, seeing how he responds to, to treatment and rehab and so on and so forth. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has missed the last 13 games now with a fractured third metacarpal in his left hand. However, he met with Orlando Magic Media on Tuesday, uh, revealed that he got his cast removed, and now he goes back to the doctor in about a week and a half to two weeks uh, to sort of get like the, the next step of his rehab. But he's starting to do some on-court work and it's just going to take him some time to get that conditioning back so hopefully who knows you know maybe in the the next couple of weeks here we'll get Wendell back uh, Jonathan Isaac has missed the past two games with a sore left ankle uh, injured that I think it was the fourth quarter on Friday against the Celtics he came back in that game uh, I think was a, a game time decision maybe he was ruled out uh, Sunday for the Charlotte game but he was a game time decision on Wednesday went through pregame warmups and then was ruled out. So, And then uh, Paolo, unfortunately, on Wednesday, uh, he rolled his right ankle. I don't know exactly when that occurred, but he did not play at all in the fourth quarter. Jamal Mosley said after the game he's going to be evaluated, so we really don't have a, a ton of Paolo news right now. We don't know if he's going to miss any games. The Magic are off Thursday, and then they play Friday. So hopefully Paolo is able to suit up on Friday and keep this streak going. And speaking about Paolo, Luke, uh, Paolo uh, won Eastern Conference Player of the Week this week, uh, averaged 23.5 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 5 assists per game, and the Magic went 4-0. And our guy Franz Wagner was also a nominee for Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Uh, Paolo's first ever Player of the Week award, first of many. 
the the thing with this is that the Magic haven't really experienced a lot of awards, Jonathan. But you know what fixes that? Winning. The Magic are winning games. Like you said, you go 4-0. Were Palo's stats the best out of everyone in the Eastern Conference? No. But did his team go 4-0 and he was a key part in all of those wins? Absolutely. Give the man his hardware. The first of many, like you said, and Franz right behind him. The first thing I said when, when after we obviously saw the Palo news come out, I was like, I, Franz has to be a nominee. I bet he is. And he was one of the players nominated as well. Not an easy task either. These guys are finally getting recognition they deserve. And that comes with winning. And these guys are finally, I hope that just getting the taste of things like this, the taste of that for Palo, Franz being close to winning that award as well, them seeing when we win games, like hopefully it gives them just a little bit more motivation. I don't know if they need any right now. They're pretty locked in, but it, it man, uh, just proud of, proud of Palo and Franz and the wins are stacking up right now. Speaking of awards, like when we look at the month of November, Magic went 11 and three. The only team that had a better record in the month of November was the Minnesota Timberwolves who went 12 and two. Orlando Magic is just such a hot story right now. Like we'll talk about this in a in a minute or so here. Well, quite literally, everyone is talking about the Magic. I do think Jamal Mosley is like everybody's buzzing right now about the Magic and about Mosley. I think Jamal Mosley ends up winning Coach of the Month in the NBA. I think he has to. The Magic mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere, played so great the entire month. I would not like I would I would bet money that Jamal Mosley is going to be the NBA Coach of the Month. Yeah, or I don't. Do they do conferences? Not really sure, but I mean, I, I know no they idea. do the coach of the month in it, and it should be Jamal Mosley. Yep, coach of the month. Go ahead and uh, put some money on coach of the year. Um, listen, man, Jamal Mosley's on such a great path right now. His team is, I mean, for the most part, trying to stay healthy, but you're still dealing with injury. And we'll get. We can talk about this, or we can table it for later. But the Last year, with the injuries that you deal with, I think if you were to give these last year's team the same injuries at the beginning of the year like we've had with Markel and Wendell, this team doesn't have the success they're having right now. There's just no way to me. They've grown, but Jamal Mosley has been a huge part of that. Just I think he's just consistent. He's stable, stable-minded in terms of just like keeping them all level-headed. You you hear about their perspective, guys he's bringing in, like Arnie Kander, obviously. Everybody just preaching mindset and perspective. He talks about that, don't get too high, too, don't get too low, one game at a time, level up. Everything is very small marginally in what he preaches, and it is huge for these young guys to to hear that, to have a leader like that. Jamal Mosley, man, he he's the most underrated coach in the league right now, I think. But thankfully, with winning, like I said, heals everything. Jamal Mosley is going to finally be getting the recognition he deserves, and he's been getting it. Uh, Zach Lowe um, released a podcast, I think, Tuesday with he and and Doris Burke. And for about 10 minutes, I think it starts around the 18-minute mark. I want to say it's for about 10 minutes. They just gush about the Orlando Magic. And they they started off by talking about Mosley. And Zach Lowe says, coach of the year, 17 games in, Jamal Mosley open and shut. 
Mm-hmm. And I heard that and I was like, I, I've got to share this with the magic community. Anybody that hasn't seen it. So I tweeted, I said, my favorite thing about the love Mosley is getting is that he's not doing anything new this year. This is who he is and who he's been. And I want to get your take on it, Luke, because like, sure, like maybe he's a, a bit better with like the rotations and, you know, schematically, but I really feel like for the most part, like he's just seeing the fruits of his labor for the last two years, the foundation and the culture that he's been laying the way that he we've we've been talking about this for for two plus seasons now didn't matter if the magic were completely garbage if the magic were down by 20 points they're still playing they're still coming for you they were always going to make that third quarter run where you thought maybe they could make it interesting and when i just look up and down the roster at paolo at franz at cole at jalen and the way that these guys all talk about one another it's like that is all Jamal Mosley, like 100% Jamal Mosley deserves all of the credit. These kids are incredible, intelligent, selfless basketball players, but none of it means anything without the framework, I think, that Jamal has put in place the past two plus seasons. It is exactly why Orlando brought him in. He is the relationship guy. And the one thing about relationships, what do you do there? You build trust continuity like the the things that Mosley has built in Orlando is incredible and I, I think that what we have gotten kind of a peek behind the curtain the last season because when people weren't paying attention to the magic we saw the foundation being laid Jamal Mosley has been piece by piece laying the foundation of this team he's doing a great job with it and it really all goes back to what I was saying the perspective he's provided the approach with young guys if he was like an all-out, all-or-nothing type coach, just any different than he is now, I think it makes these young players different. I think it makes the success path different. Like it was Cliff? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's Steve Clifford. Bro, him turning up in that post-game interview the other night after the Charlotte game, I was like, man, sometimes I miss that, but I, I'm so glad we have Mosley. These young guys wouldn't thrive. With no. a guy like Mosley. I mean, you, you see it in Charlotte. Just look at Charlotte, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Mosley is all to do with what's going on in Orlando right now. Without Jamal Mosley, this isn't happening. I firmly believe that. You look at the record so far. You look at the streak that they've been going on recently. Like, the most impressive thing to me is, like, nothing feels unsustainable. Yep. Like, they're they're not doing it with, like, hot three-point shooting or like knocking down like a ton of like long range like contested jumpers like they're getting to the rim they're rebounding the basketball they're defending and they're moving the basketball like nothing like nothing about this feels phony to me in any way like I don't think there's anything to like figure out other than like Franz and Paolo are just that good and when guys are that good they're just going to get to their spots. They're going to get their looks, and there's not really a ton that you can do about that. And those guys just draw so much attention, and they're so unselfish, and everybody's so unselfish. It's like, I don't want to take too big of a victory lap here, Luke, but like, and I don't mean like just us. Like, I mean like Magic fans, where you talk about like people on the outside, like didn't really see this coming. Like, I'm I'm speaking to the Magic community here. If you can hear my voice right now, like, we all saw this coming and we were so freaking right about this team and it feels so good to see people realize that the last thing i'll say with mosley also i'm lying that's not the last thing i'm gonna say (laughs) i 
So he was on the athletic NBA show with David, uh, with David Aldridge and Marcus Thompson. And it was cool to just see him like in more of a relaxed setting. And you could tell that like Marcus Thompson and David Aldridge were trying to just like coerce this like fire out of Jamal and he just wouldn't do it. And it was, it was so funny to watch them try to get him to not be professional or not be focused. And I think at the end of the day, that's what he is. And that's what all of these guys are right now is focused. He wouldn't, Marcus Thompson tried multiple times to get mostly riled up. You know, hey, have you ever thought about, I think one of the things that he said was like, basically, have you ever thought about like, you're going to eventually like get to that point where you're making a run, whatever. You ever just sit back and think about yada, 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 right? Just trying to get him to reflect and be happy and be more than satisfied. And repeatedly, Jamal Mosley just shuts it down. He was laughing with the guys and back and forth. But when it came to stuff like that, he was like, man, I, and he, you saw him go into like press conference mode, but I'm realizing that's not just press conference mode. That's Jamal Mosley. Like that is just focused. Jamal Mosley, the task at hand is the task at hand. No BS. We know who we want to be. We have the defensive identity. We have the analytics team, which he talked a lot about in that interview. If you haven't listened to it, please go check it out because it is a lot of fun. Those guys do a great job over there um, with Marcus Thompson and David Aldridge. But he was talking about it like, the, we were building this identity. We are leaning heavily on our analytics team. What shots can we afford to give up to other teams? What's something schematically we can do as a result of the analytics? These guys break it down and you know break it down in layman's terms. So I can un- I can even understand it as things that Mosley was saying in this. So just it, incredible. But but yeah, Jamal Mosley, man, he he he's just laser focused right now. He's locked in. I think he's always been locked in, but he's seeing the fruits of his labor and he's not going to look up anytime soon. It is just him head down. This is our team. This is our identity and we're going to get it done. And the entire team has that mindset right now. Like Jalen was talking about it after the wizards game. He said, I think what's so what's been so special about this run is just how locked in we all are. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, boys, if you're listening, just stay locked in, please. For the love of God. (laughs) stay locked in because this has just been so much fun. You and myself and Kevin were talking about this before we you know, started recording tonight. And I'm on the couch tonight with Carmen and Carmen, bro, like Carmen has seen all the, all the bad, like Carmen and I got together, you know, what, like a few months after the Dwight trade, like it, it's been all bad since then. Like she has never seen, she's never seen any of my teams be good, but definitely has never seen the magic be good. And just like, we'll talk about the Wizards game in a bit, but just the sense of calm that I had like early in that first quarter, like down seven, like, oh, this doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Like when they were trying to make a run in the second half, I was like, this doesn't matter at all. Like th- this, this, we're going to close this team out. And there was never a doubt in my mind. And like going back to like, had the same feeling in the Charlotte game, had the same feeling like playing the Celtics at home on Black Friday with thousands of Celtics fans there. I just, down the stretch, I knew our guys were going to make plays and close it out. And like, this is just, we're having so much fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Talking about the national media and you know guys like you know, Jamal uh, or David Aldridge and Marcus Thompson talking with Jamal Mosley, just there's national media all over the place. Like you, you look at a big outlet, they're talking about the magic in, in some way or shape or form. The Ringer, you know, Ryan Rossillo uh, and uh, you know, Steve Cerruti, who's a, a big Magic fan. Last week they did what they called uh, the Magic Minute, where they discuss like, hey, do we need to change our expectations of this Magic team? Uh, the Hoop Collective with Brian Winhorst and uh, Tim Bontemps, and there's one other guy that I'm I'm forgetting. They talked about the magic at length. We talked about the athletic NBA show. Uh, Zach Lowe and, and Doris Burke talked about the magic at length. Um, Mark J. Spears had a, a, a whole article on Anscaped talking about Jamal Mosley as well. Like there is just Orlando magic love all over the place. Luke, I want to go through some of the the power rankings mm-hmm. from some of these big outlets. Just you know, they they rank you know where they think these NBA teams are right now as it currently stands. NBA.com had the Magic 7th. Sports Illustrated had the Magic 7th. ESPN had the Magic 8th. Uproxx has the Magic at 2. CBS, I don't know what they're thinking over there right now. They have us at number 1, but hey, I'm here for it. Uh, Fox Sports has us at 3. The Athletic has us at 8. And then The Ringer, which you know, I don't love this, but Kevin O'Connor was really ranking teams in terms of like their current like contender status, like not how they're playing now. He has us at 14th. If you go through that list and his list, especially, and you look at it through that lens, it's kind of hard to argue. But I mean, I can't remember the last time that the majority of these outlets had us top 10 in power rankings. It's ridiculous. Maybe like um, the Vogel year when we started like eight and four, eight and five. But that's a maybe. Maybe. That's yeah. a big maybe because I think, we, I think even then we were like 13th and I was ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, being top third in the league and anyone's rankings is a big deal. The magic right now are freaking top 10 in everybody's rankings for the most part, aside from the ringer. Right. So, and that was, I get that. Um, but yeah, no, that's crazy. CBS, a couple things you can't trust. You can't trust apparently their power rankings because number one's wild. And uh, number two, you can't trust their injury reports. So if you ever send us anything that you see on an injury report, just cross-reference it with other injury reports because CBS usually has it wrong. Don't don't even cross-reference it. Do not use any other injury it. report other than the NBA's injury mm-hmm. report because that's where the teams have yeah. to report you know their injuries. CBS Sports had Jonathan Isaac day-to-day for like a year and a half. Yeah, that was special. So, yeah. Take all this with a, a, a grain of salt, but it is fun. Luke, I wanted to ask you, do we like this national attention that we've been begging for now for years? Do we like it? How do we feel about it? 
I'm adjusting. It's I'm adjusting different. to it. It is different seeing our our as we're getting ready and prepping tonight after the game and getting ready to record. You said something to the effect of all this attention. We got to look so many places now before we we see quotes and interviews or whatever. And it's true. Like I just feel like it's been like drinking out of a fire hydrant this week, where it's like everywhere you look, there's magic content being pushed an agenda being pushed quite frankly it's insane to me and it's even my youtube page like my personal youtube page where obviously i engage in magic content whether i'm checking on the show stuff or whatever but naturally because of the show it just wants to give me all the all the content all the magic content i am not kidding you jonathan when i say that i pretty much had none on my page until about a week ago and then all of a sudden, oh, happy two weeks, by the way. It was rude of me. We've been winning for two weeks straight now, officially. Um, oh, our, our winniversary. Yeah, our winniversary. But um, no, like I'm seeing it even like small content creators, which I love. It's a lot of fun. Like guys that are trying to get it off the ground with even a few hundred subscribers, a couple thousand, a thousand, whatever, right? They are generally NBA people and they are making videos solely about their Atlanta Magic. It has just been so long. I haven't been into YouTube long enough to maybe have been there when people were making content about the magic. So this is, it's a new world. I don't dislike it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it'll become more fun. The more real people realize this team is because it's a sustainable brand. You've seen it with teams before where they start out the season hot and they fizzle out. I'm not saying the Magic are going to finish at the pace they are right now because that would be insane to me. But they just have that stability being that you, you're you not relying on hot shooting nights to win games. This team doesn't just have a hot hand right now. They're playing defense. That's all it is. So it's so sustainable. So I think I'm ready to see that from people instead of people trying to troll in the comments about Orlando. As the season goes on, that's going to get better because they're going to understand oh, this wasn't just like a flash in the pan thing. They didn't pay attention to us last year either when we finished the season over 500 in the last however many games it was. So they'll they'll, they'll learn. But uh, national media, it's fun right now. I'm sure eventually it'll get a little annoying, but I'm listen, if that's what it takes, if that's the price we pay for being good, I'm okay. I'll take it every day of the week. Yeah, you're talking about like all these places that we have to look now. Like I used to just like watch the games, watch Bally, Later on when, you know, Magic PR puts out the full like mm-hmm. post game interviews, I'd go watch those. Next couple of days I'd watch like shoot around interviews or post practice interviews, watch like the Jamal Mosley pregame and then just rinse and repeat over and over and over again. And now like we're getting ready for this, like Franz is on NBA TV talking to Jamal Crawford. Like, what is going on with this? Mm-hmm. And yeah, having to consume all these other pots. Cause like when, when pods mention the magic for 30 seconds, I don't really care to go and seek that out. When Doris Burke and Zach Lowe were talking about the magic for like 10 straight minutes, like, yeah, it's good to get on there and be like, you're damn right. The magic are great. Like we, we know this, like it's a little bit of, you know, it, just, it gets me through the day, a little bit of a pick me up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But you see each young team go through this cycle. Saw it with the Memphis Grizzlies, like they're bad. All, okay. Now they have these young stars. They're so much fun. Okay. They're media darlings. Okay. Now everybody hates them. Oklahoma City last year, and I'm, I'm not even talking about the, I'm not getting into the Josh Giddy stuff at all because <laughs> jury is still very much out on that, quite literally. 
Oklahoma City last year, media darlings, everybody fell in love with them, right? We haven't gotten to like everybody hates OKC, you know, Sage. I don't know that we will because they don't have some of the personalities that the the Grizzlies teams have or had at this point. I don't know if it's because we are so close to what's going on, but it felt like we went from like everybody loves the magic to like now we're already seeing people hate the magic, like almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. A lot of that has to do with Jalen Suggs, which I... Part of me understands, like, if you are unfamiliar with Jalen Suggs and you're just, this is your, like, the past couple of weeks is like your first experience with Jalen Suggs. I understand how you could think that it's like cringy and like phony, but it's like, no, like, this kid is so genuine. He really does play that hard all the time. This really does mean that much to him. Like, him crying after the Lakers loss was not a, was not performative. The kid cares that much. He leaves it all on the floor every single night. Mm-hmm. And when he's not able to pull through, the team's not able to pull through, it genuinely kills the kid. Mm-hmm. Like we, 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 I don't want to say we're friends with Jalen, but like we, the lines of communication are open. Mm-hmm. And when this kid is not playing well, it kills him. Yeah. And when he's playing well, it's not even about Jalen. It's about his teammates. It's about the city. So like these people that are throwing the, the hate at Jalen Suggs, it's like, nah, like you don't get it. But like, Magic getting hate. I mean, if we want to talk, we can jump right into the in season tournament. So if you listen to the last episode, we talked about Tuesday night, the results that we needed. We needed either the Raptors to beat the Nets or we needed the Nets to beat the Raptors by less than 14 and the Celtics to beat the Bulls by less than 22 or less than 23. None of that happened. Raptors lost complete disgrace. Well, no, I'll say this. The Raptors lost by less than 14. They lost by 12 on a last second three-point shot, which had we gotten the result that we wanted from that Celtics game, that last minute three would have sent us and everybody would have went completely insane. Mm -hmm. But the Celtics completely destroyed the Bulls. The Bulls might not be record-wise, but when you watch them play basketball in the body language, they actually might be the absolute worst team in the NBA. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Pistons, they've lost 15 straight. They have a good argument. But the Bulls are absolutely horrendous. The Raptors are garbage as well. They beat the Suns tonight, of course. Maybe the Bulls and the Raptors got the message from the league. Like, hey, we need you guys to throw this game because we need the Celtics moving on the in-season tournament. All that to say... Late last night, I'm 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 laying my little head down. I'm literally about to go to sleep, and I get a Twitter notification from none other than Eddie M. Effing House, who quote tweeted producer Kevin on Friday when we beat the Celtics in the in season tournament. Kevin was in his bag. Kevin was bringing the aura, was bringing the swagger, and he said, "Eddie House, do you hear the Orlando Magic? Do you hear us now?" Eddie House waited four days and waited for the Celtics to advance before he quote tweeted that video and said, oops, all for nothing with the crying laughing emoji to which in my head, I immediately thought we are in this dude's head rent free. He thought about this for four days to do this. So I quote tweet, I said, actually rent free with the crying laughing emoji. And then we just proceeded to completely ratio Eddie House. And we're getting a lot of hate from Celtics fans now. And, you know, people are talking trash, like whatever. It's mostly all in good fun. But Luke, the fact that 
Eddie House, first of all, Eddie House is the one that started all of this last year when we when we had that, I think it was like a Friday and Sunday in Boston. We went on Friday and Eddie House calls the Orlando Magic garbage. He's like, you should not be losing to this garbage team. And then they beat him, uh, beat the Celtics again that Sunday night. And like we've won now four in a row, I think it is, or four out of the last five against the Celtics, like going dating back to last season. And we shellacked them in our building Friday in the in-season tournament game, a game that they needed to win. And the fact that Eddie was sitting on that for four days and waited for the Celtics to advance and the Magic to get eliminated to send that to us might be one of the our favorite, like one of our favorite Twitter moments of mine of all time now. He's a clown. He's a clown and it it didn't surprise me, honestly. Like it was it was funny. It was hilarious. It was like this is right on brand for Eddie House. Yeah. We've gotten to know him in the last two, you know, season and a half now. We know he's corny. And and the I, fact that he just keeps doubling down to me is the craziest thing. This whole thing would end if you were just like the Magic are a good team. That that's we would be fine. He's not going to. Ego's too big. And um he it's just the gift the gift that keeps on giving. And listen, man, it, it is a win-win situation for us. There is a it is a no-lose scenario when it comes to Eddie House because guess what? The Boston Celtics should beat us. Like they are a more talented roster. But when they don't beat us, it's going to make it that much sweeter. And we know Eddie House is thinking about us. He thought about us in a game we weren't even playing in. Boston just got done beating the Bulls. He's thinking about the magic in the six man show, quite honestly. So that's what I'm going to be thinking about. When he's getting ready to do his post game hit on NBC, Boston, whatever it is, all when when the Magic beat him again on December fifteenth, all he's going to be thinking is, "I can't stand the Magic or the Six Man Show." We're going to say, Both. "Eddie, we're thinking about you too, bud," but it's in a much different way. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is, it wasn't all for nothing. It was a regular season game, bro. It Isn't counts. It? Yeah. It still counts. He just, he was blind with rage. He didn't know what he was saying. Just a, oh my gosh, guy is just a, a, a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Speaking of weirdos, by the way, Jason Tatum, after, I guess, uh, you know, one of their in-season tournament games, he was asked about, I guess he was asked about the, the, the point differential. Mm-hmm. This is his quote, the point differential thing, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Last Friday where the game was already over, and the guy's still trying to score, you know, it's all about respecting the game and respecting your opponents, which we quote tweeted and said, if you don't like it, stop it, you know, because you can stop it when you're, you're playing the game against the team. Well, Tuesday night against the, the, the Bulls, the Celtics in the fourth quarter, by the way, went into hack a Drummond, like they were up 25 points in this game trying to stop the Bulls to score. And basically, either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown was in the entire game until like the last two minutes of this game when they had a 25-plus lead for most of the second half, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just, it's incredibly hypocritical for him to do this and just looks like an absolute clown. Like when when it benefits you, it's okay. When it doesn't, 
it doesn't mean anything and guys want to get rid of it. Yeah. If you don't like it, stop it. And guess what? You wouldn't have done this to the Magic. And the Bulls, by the way, DeMar DeRozan leaves this game. Zach Levine leaves this game. Like, I, I am fully convinced that they got the message from the league that, like, hey, we need you guys. If you're going to lose this game, we need you to lose it by, you know, 23 or more. I'm, you cannot convince me otherwise. My favorite part of that game was Billy Donovan <laughs> asking them, he got it like very clearly, how much do you need to win by? And he tells them, I just love that that, that conversation took place. The end season tournament also. And Joe Mazzula said like 32. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's happening. They'll learn. But the, yeah, the game is, the, the in-season tournament is fun. A lot of tweaks that can happen. That's a whole segment in itself. But he, every team has to play their final game on the final night or something. Yeah. So that you can't play games like that. Like the Magic were one of the last teams to play their first in-season tournament game. And then all of a sudden they were done really quickly. Which, I mean, to be fair, benefited very well because we were on we're streaking at that point after that Brooklyn game. But, um, yeah, w- would like to see every team play on the final night together so we don't have to worry about that. It would create a lot of more chaos, but it was it was crazy. It was a fun viewing experience, at least. The only way to do that is the, the groups would e- either need to be mixed more or the groups would need to have an even amount of teams yeah. in them. So you'd have to do like five groups of six mm-hmm. and, and sort of like mix the conferences somehow and then figure out how you're going to do the the seeding and the wild card and everything like that. I don't know the answer to it. What I do know is that the in-season tournament did it for me. Like We were super skeptical about this. We didn't know how we were going to feel about it. I think so far through the group stages, the in-season tournament has been an incredible success. People can't stop talking about it. Most of the games have been really, really competitive and really fun. And we're not even to the knockout round yet. And we'll you know, get into the, the semifinal and the final and everything like that. I feel like it's going to be really, really fun. The one thing that sort of bothered me is, and, and I guess I missed this after the Nets game, I guess Paolo made a comment that they didn't realize like how important the point differential was. And that's like one of three problems. Either the league didn't do a good enough job communicating to teams the way that the in-season tournament worked. The coaching staff didn't understand the rules and how important the point differential was, or they didn't convey that properly to the players. And like each of those is is worse and worse. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Next year, everybody, I hope they don't tweak it that much because I don't think like the point differential is as confusing as some people are making it out to be. Does it take some time to sit down and like figure out the scenarios? Sure. But if you read the rules and like, just if you honestly, what I had to do is just write it down on a piece of paper. If you do that, it's, it's not that confusing in my opinion. And I think it made for great basketball. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that, but it was fun. So now that the magic are officially eliminated from the in season tournament, they won't be playing on December 4th or 5th in the quarterfinal. Uh, now they'll be playing against other teams that have been eliminated from the in-season tournament on uh, December 6th and 8th. So now, uh, December 6th, the Magic will travel to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. And now they get another home game Friday the 8th versus the Detroit Pistons. So 
the league didn't do us you know any favors with the in-season tournament and, and not advancing but at least they gave us you know arguably two winnable games one incredibly winnable game in that you know home game against Detroit so I am appreciative of that what really pisses me off Luke though is they have a TV schedule for those games and when you have the Orlando Magic who are now the hottest team in the league earlier today I tweeted they were the hottest young team in the league but that's not even all, the whole story, they are absolutely the hottest team in the league right now. You had a golden opportunity to put two of the most exciting, talented, you know, playoff-bound teams in the Eastern Conference on national television coming up on the 6th. Instead, they decide to give Wemby and the 3-14 and 14 Spurs another ESPN game, Luke. Yeah. Nobody wants to see the Spurs lose to the, the, the Wolves by 30. Nobody wants to see that. Well, right now, we want to talk streaks. Spurs have lost a lot, 12 in a row to this point, Jonathan. They also have the worst point differential at minus 12.9. So that's special um, that they gave <clears throat> the Spurs that game. What... what what do you need it for? Clearly the numbers for Wimby's nationally televised games are still awesome. But I don't know how. Like, I get it. But also, like, I'm a huge basketball fan. And I'm not, like, scrambling to my TV anymore to watch Wimby play basketball. I don't know. Maybe I'm just over it, bitter. I don't know what I'd be bitter about. My team is incredible and the Spurs aren't. But, yeah, I don't is ridiculous to me that they're able to get that nationally televised game in the Magic who have won right now. This is your chance to just give the Magic the game. It's a small it's gesture. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Like it's not like we're playing, you know, Detroit or Charlotte or something. Like we're playing, you know, Cleveland. And let's be clear, this has very little to do with the Timberwolves. Like that they're playing the Timberwolves. Oh yeah. Which Anthony Edwards is, you know, arguably going to be out he hit, hurt his hip last night i haven't heard any you know right. news on that but he he could miss that game altogether just very dumb really really unfortunate but it is what it is i mean the last two weeks who are people talking about more the magic or, or Wemby? it's the magic like the magic mm -hmm. or the story of the nba and they should be you know low expectations going into the season now they're you know, exceeding expectations and sort of overachieving, depending who you ask. They're on this huge win streak. Like that's how it happens in the NBA. And can't just just could have gave the Magic a nationally televised game, but you know, that's uh that's neither here nor there. Let's give a special shout out to our wonderful patrons, the the folks that help make each and every episode possible. Um, if you'd like to financially support the show and help us do what we do, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Uh, where we have a, a few different uh, tiers of benefits that you can choose from. Uh, we always shout out our brand new patrons uh, whenever we have them. So I'm going to give a special shout out right now to Chance Zoo, who joined at our elite tier level uh, and went the entire year. So a big shout out to Chance Zoo. Really, really appreciate that. And then Sage Blavelt, really, really appreciate, uh, joined at our all-star tier. So big thank you to Chance Zoo and Sage. And then part of our benefit we shout out our hall of fame and elite tier patrons all of them uh on each and every episode which right now i think we have 59 of them so very uh you know pretty pretty thick with two c's a uh, list here so let's go ahead and get started 
with two C's, the Court Cousins. Big shout out to our friends over there. And then Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Whipple, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch Dave, Paolo and Francis, Warm Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Drum, Drummy, Drumble D, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Godi 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Bill Fulton, Emin Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time, Mr. TV, ESPN, Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Halfrey, Kinshahan 177, Bobby the Don, Himlo Ben Himro, RM Prof 221, Ray Pastranas, Banking Season, Soft Taco, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kev, Ruff Sal, Kaysen Green, Santi Leon, Kane Eckler, The Distract, Ahmad Timsa, and Chansu. A big thank you again to all of our patrons. Find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Jonathan, you know what I wish that I had right now? A shirt. That, you know, I got one right here, but it's staying off, baby. No, I wish that I had myself a good old classic Sando from our friends at Jam Hot Chicken. Jam Hot Chicken, Jonathan, they're bringing jams, culture, and hot chicken to the heart of Winter Park. They're at 400 West New England Avenue, Suite 13 in Hannibal Square. Really cool outside setup there at Jam Hot Chicken. Go to jamhotchickenfl.com, by the way, when you guys are on your way there the next time you go. Order online. And it'll be ready. I think it was like when I did it last week, it was like within 15 minutes of the time I placed the order. So do that. Use that option. Incredible hot chicken, Nashville, LA inspired um, hot chicken shack, locally owned and operated, like I said, in Winter Park. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you the best chicken sandwich that you'll ever try. I can guarantee it. That's facts. Luke, let's talk about this Wizards game from Wednesday night, the best way, and I think it's the first time that we've ever been able to use this. The only way that I could describe this is the Wizards got out-talented. Just You're right. Clear as day. You're first so time right. that we've been able to say that on this pod. Mm-hmm. So let's they run down. So slow start for the Magic. They were down seven after three minutes uh, into the game. They go on a 19-6 run in the first quarter. Uh, sort of going back and forth. Wizards were never really to come, able to come all the way back in the second quarter, but they were sort of closing the gap. The Magic would extend the lead. They would bring it back a little bit. Magic go on a 7 to nothing run late in the second quarter to take a 10-point lead at the half. And then the Franz-Wagner show in the third quarter, 17 points in the third, gave the Magic a 13-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. And then the play of the game, early favorite in the clubhouse for the Jam Hot Chicken Jam of the Week. I just don't see any way that this gets beat midway through the fourth. Suggs on the fast break, throws the lob to Cole Anthony for the dunk, hits the iconic Dwayne Wade, arm spread wide open pose, just Amway completely exploded. And then Cole Anthony, 10 points, Caleb Houston, uh, nine points in the fourth quarter on their way to lead the Magic to a 139 to 120 win over the Washington Wizards a team that you should beat, a team that you're going to see on Friday again. They took care of business in this one. Again, we talked about Paolo Bancaro rolled his ankle, did not play the fourth quarter. Starters played a few minutes in the fourth quarter, but the bench was able to close this one out. And Luke, a big win, the Magic's eighth in a row. It is very hard to beat a team twice in a row. But I am 
maybe overly confident that you can beat this team twice in a row. Washington is 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 terrible. Stinky. They are they are yeah the the epitome of stinky. The Magic don't, in my opinion, like aside obviously they shoot the ball great in this one, and really shooting won you this game. Because nowhere else did you really like you rebounding. You did great, but congratulations! Like the Wizards stink at rebounding. They're last in the league. You limit the Wizards to 29 rebounds, which is hysterical. You have 44. You get nine offensive rebounds. But the Magic didn't play well enough to win a game by 20 points. But the Magic found a way to do it, right? You shoot 60% from the field. The Wizards shoot a couple more shots than you, but it doesn't matter. The most impressive part, and I've said this Maybe the last two episodes. Once again, the Magic win by playing their game. They get to the paint. They're getting those paint touches they, they talk about. 66 points in the paint for the Magic tonight. That's incredible. 66 points in the paint. They shoot 63% from three, and this is the most impressive part to me. They only shoot 27 of them. This wasn't a oh, we're hot from three, we're not missing, so now we're going to live or die by it. This team should never and will never live and die by the three-point shot. Not this season, at least. Which is nice. It's part of that sustainability and why we think that this isn't just a fluke. The Magic are handling the teams that they should handle. They're beating the teams that they really maybe shouldn't beat, like the Boston Celtics or the Denver Nuggets. Because they're playing their game it is just very impressive and shows a ton of maturity that the Magic weren't just didn't just start letting it rip tonight after they saw that three-point shot was falling. They still made an effort, a concerted effort, to move the ball around. We talk about the ball movement tonight. A lot of fun. A, a ton of fun. And that's still, you had 19 turnovers. And I do think that a lot of it was because you were just simply moving the ball around a ton. ton of turnovers. Didn't force that many as many as you would expect this team to force, 10 for Washington. There's a lot to say about this game, but just the maturity, the poise to win this game by 20, despite it really not being your greatest game, but doing enough to put away a team like the Wizards, not playing down the competition necessarily. You got it in gear that first quarter. It was a little bit of a wake-up call. You were still up by five, and you go on to win every single quarter the rest of the game. Yeah, I think, like you said, this wasn't the Magic's best performance. Like, if if we get the Magic's best performance, like it's a you know Toronto or it's a, a Indiana game, like where the Magic are up by you know thirty or or 40, 40 points, just because the Wizards, you know, by far I think are the worst team that we've played you know to to this point. Mm-hmm. And again, we talk about the sustainability of this run over the last eight games. The Magic are tied for ninth in the NBA in three-point percentage at 38.4, which probably is a little bit high for this team. But the fact that they're doing it on a league-low 28 three-point attempts during that stretch, to, like, to me, like, the, like you're not going to stay at 38%. But when you're shooting that low a volume and you're getting the high-quality looks that they are because... Like nothing in this stretch we have we said like, oh, the Magic are forcing threes because yep. they're not. They're just taking what the defense is giving them. 
They're letting their best guys get penetration, get two feet in the paint and kicking out to wide open shooters. And, and guys are knocking down shots. Like you go down like the three point percentages, you know, for the, the last six games. I mean, you got Caleb Houston sitting there at 62%. You got Chuma sitting there at 60, Palo at 50. Joe Ingles at 42. Uh, Cole and Jalen and Gary all at 41%. Like those guys are shooting the lights out. But nothing to me like feels like it's not sustainable. Like, sure, the percentages are going to come down a little bit, but over this stretch, I think you're you you have an average plus minus of eleven point six. So I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's probably our our point differential in the last you know eight games. Like your average margin of victory is eleven point six. I think that might be right. Somebody might correct me on that, but I I'm relatively confident about that. So even if the percentage comes comes down a little bit, you're you're making two or three less threes a game, you're still winning all these games right now. So again, I do feel like this is sustainable. Eight wins in a row, certainly not sustainable. But man, you get through the the next couple of weeks here, you know, you get you get a few more wins, and then even if you just go five hundred the rest of the way, you're still gonna be firmly in the playoff picture. So again, this run has just been so much fun. It's it's been enjoyable basketball i'm having the most fun watching basketball that i have in in 10 years and the fact <laughs> yeah. that the magic have the chance to tie the franchise record against this washington team again on friday and then you get to go back to brooklyn and say hey this is a little payback for that in-season tournament and if these guys can set the franchise freaking record for win streak like i i don't know that there could be anything better than that at that point you would be what what's our what's our freaking record again now? Thirteen and five. You'd be fifteen and five. Like that's incredible. Mm. Um, did you have you found yourself? I alluded to this a little bit uh, when it came to our last game. Was it Charlotte? No. Who who did we play last? Charlotte. It was Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, that feels like forever ago because we've had a few days off at this point. But I sat down on my. TV tonight and I was like man stinks we're just playing Washington you know but I was like well at least it's for the win streak this is a nice little thing that we're getting here a little You're present getting getting I am I'm we're just, just glad to be me. watching the magic win I don't care who it is but we'll listen that's the it thing can be though, the like Guangdong Tigers or whoever I don't care I sit down I'm like we are 10 point favorites against the Washington Wizards it has just been a long time I, in my adult life. I don't think I've done this where I sat down and I was like, man, we're playing some trash tonight and it ain't us. You're you know sick, I mean? man. That was us not that long ago. I know. But right now it feels good. Everyone's buying into it. It's again, it has all to do with the sustainability factor. It's we are built to win. Oh, I th who was it? It was one of those podcasts. It might have been the uh, the athletic one that I was talking about earlier with David Aldridge. But Marcus Thompson on that said something to Mosley about like, you guys are big. Your play style, you're built for the playoffs. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Marcus. I can't handle this Stop. right now. I don't need to. I can't handle it. He was like, no, but you're built for, but for the playoffs. Defensive-minded team still can get it done in the half court. Not the end of the world. You making can wings. Defend, yeah, defend your butt off in the half court too. I'm just, 
that was I heard that and I was like, okay. All right, he's right. We are built for the playoffs. I'm all in. All in. This team is built for the playoffs. Man. And then you just start daydreaming. And you're like, okay, this is the last thing, maybe. I don't know how much else stuff we got on the docket tonight. We got a few other things, huh? Uh, just talking about the next couple of games. Perfect, perfect. Okay. The um, the Knicks, right? They win their first their first round playoff series last year. And we we watched our boys over there, the Blue Wire Pod family, the name of the podcast slipping my mind because there's Nick's a few film different school. Yes, Nick's Film School. They sit down at the post game. They get emotional about winning that first round. And after the guy said, "Like the Magic are built for the playoffs," I start daydreaming. I'm like thinking about us hopping on a pod, probably joining the post game live show with producer Kevin. The Magic win the first round series. Even just give me a first round. Give me a taste. Let us win the first round. And then everything else from there on out is cherry on top. But it's like how incredible that would be knowing it doesn't matter who we go up against because the team is built for the playoffs. Incredible. I couldn't, can't get it, can't stop thinking about it. This time around, we're not just coming for game one, by the mm-hmm. way. Like, I, I just, I mean, I was overly emotional over a, a Wednesday or a, what was that? Yeah, Wednesday night win over the nuggets in November. I I can't imagine what it would be like to win a a playoff series. Like just would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Who knows, man, we keep this going. I, I I don't want to put a a ceiling on this team right now, the way that they're playing because they are quite literally beating everybody. So, all right, uh, Luke, we talked about this, but coming up on the schedule here, uh, Friday versus Washington, then you got to, a back-to-back, a home-away back-to-back, mind you, uh, versus Brooklyn on Saturday. Again, hopefully getting some revenge uh, for a couple of weeks ago and and for them, uh, you know, not losing to Toronto for us. Hopefully the guys are, are pretty upset about that and want to take out their frustration on, on Brooklyn. Just a couple more things here, folks, uh, before we go ahead and sign off. Six Fan Show coming up Friday. If you're going to the game uh, when the Magic play the Wizards, Ben will be outside of Amway after that game. Uh, recording the new episode of the Six Fan Show, so make sure that you go over there. And if we match the win streak, I, I need you guys to bring the energy. Our next watch party coming up on December 15th when the Magic take on the Celtics will be at Castaways Sports Bar and Grill at 504 North Alafaya Trail. That party's going to kick off around 7.30, tip-offs at 8 o'clock. And then the Duvin event, again, today, uh, Thursday, uh, November 30th and Friday. Uh, Thursday is going to be from 4 to 10, the pop-up. Uh, the Magic Duvin collab at the yard at Ivanhoe from 4 to 10. Again, those are, are not going to be available online. So if you're in the area, make sure that you stop by there. Um, if you're not in the area, if you know somebody close, reach out to them. Listen, I, I feel bad, but we have gotten so many requests from people asking us to to buy them Duvin stuff and then ship it out. It's just not possible to, to facilitate it. Uh, for everybody so i i really apologize that we can't make that happen for everybody um but for a lot of reasons that you know uh we're not going to get into it it's it's just they they they're not selling these online and then uh friday at uh the orlando magic team shop at amway and on concourse uh, 107 at the team shop up there you'll be able to get your dove and stuff so luke let's keep it going man we're so close to the franchise record i want it so bad man mm-hmm. i think that's going to do it for this one yeah let's do it let's uh win these next two, overcome that back-to-back, just like you did in that second back-to-back against Denver. 
little more on the line. You're going to be going up against a team that beat you by 20 the last time you played. But you're a different team now. You're a different team. You've you've seemingly fixed those second half problems. It's a different Magic team. More locked in Magic team. Second night of a back-to-back. First, take care of business against Washington. Get them out of here. Get to Brooklyn. Set that, you know, tie that record and then against, uh, obviously, the next game and then break it against Brooklyn. For a team that was so terrible last year in back-to-backs, if you're able to win Friday and Saturday, that'll be the magic sweeping three straight back-to-backs, which would definitely be something. So Incredible. Let's keep it going. Uh, we're having so much fun. Thank you guys always you know, for listening and, and supporting and everything like that. It really means the world. But that's going to do it for this one for Luke Sylvia. This has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Let's go!